0: Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn?
1: Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizons Sustainable Financial Services. Today, I don't know what we're talking about, so I'm going to ask Kim. Kim, what are we talking about today?
2: Hi, Eric. So today I thought we would talk about the 2019 shareholder advocacy proxy season. So it's we're hmm. right at the very beginning of shareholder voting time. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about.
1: Okay. Is this, is this a important subject that every listener needs to know about if they own any stock?
2: Exactly. Uh, So, uh, you know, people who own individual stocks right now are getting inundated with those lovely little envelopes that Hmm. say, vote me right now. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. And and a lot of times they go in the recycle bin or Mm -hmm. in the trash, but these are often quite important. And
1: And I'm sure a lot of people just don't know the importance of voting and what that means, and, and the fact that they actually own part of a company when they have stock.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and voting those shareholder proxies can be very, very important. And so, so we're this is kind of a preview because it's the it's very, very early in the season, mm-hmm. but they're going to get inundated with those envelopes over the next few weeks. And so, so that's kind of what what we're that is what we're talking about today.
1: All right, where do we start?
2: Well, first of all, I have to say this is for me. My favorite thing about what I do. and so let's let's talk about this from the very beginning and what exactly proxy voting is and why it's important. So, step one, what is a proxy vote? And what is shareholder advocacy? so let's let's talk about what shareholder advocacy is okay. and and what it does. So when we own a share of a company, we have responsibilities for owning shares of those companies. Mm-hmm. And and some of you know, one of the important responsibilities is to vote our proxies that come every year because they do come every year. Almost every single company has some sort of vote that comes with it um, because they have annual meetings and there are votes that happens at those annual meetings. So with shareholder advocacy, what that means is when you own a share of a company or a certain percent, you know, you have to own a certain amount. So you have to own at least two thousand dollars for a year, and then you actually can file a shareholder resolution. Really? Anyone can? Yeah, anyone. None of that. Yeah, anyone can do that. So, uh, but the shareholder resolution has to be; it has to meet certain guidelines. So you can't just. File any shareholder resolution and ask the company to do anything. You know, if if it's something wild and crazy, like asking a company to do something that has nothing to do with their business, they can ask the SEC to dismiss that
1: resolution. Okay, so, so give me an example of what a proper one would be.
2: Yes, so a proper shareholder resolution would be asking a company to. That that has something. So so a company like um that that does uh, let, let's think of something uh, that's relevant. So so if you have a company that is their their main business process is to produce energy, mm-hmm. and you want them to file a carbon disclosure report. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they they produce energy, and that energy produces carbon so this is a main part of their business, that is relevant to their business practice. And you want them to disclose what their carbon releases are. That's relevant. Got it. Um, so maybe they don't disclose that in any way, but we want to know what their their carbon, you know, we're not asking them to change anything yet. We just want to know what their carbon footprint is essentially, because then we might go to the next step and ask them to do their business better. But first we Mm. have to know what their carbon disclosures are. So we're going to file a resolution with that company saying, we want you to file a carbon disclosure report that is relevant to their business. So that's step one. So we would file a shareholder resolution. We have to own shares of the company first. And the more shares you own, the better it is because you're going to have more clout. So if it's just a single person who owns $2,000, you're not going to have a lot of clout. But if you get a group of people together, that mm-hmm. thousands and thousands and hundreds of hundreds of dollars of, of shares of that company, then you're probably going to get a better result because you're going to have more people who are going to vote in line with you. Um, which is is helpful. So what's important about shareholder resolutions is if you get enough people to vote positively with you, you get more attention from the company and they're more likely to go along with what you're asking because it's very important that these are non-binding resolutions. You cannot force the company to do anything. Mm -hmm. But if you get a significant percentage of a vote You are more likely to get the company to say, oh, my shareholders really want this information or they really want me to change my business practice. Because a lot of times these resolutions are asking them to change a business practice. They might be asking them to to look at their business practice in terms of climate change issues, in terms of uh, drug cost issues, uh, food supply chain issues. Uh, there are any number of issues you can look at or ask a company to to make a business change. So if you're getting 50%, 60%, even higher percentage of votes, then companies start paying attention. And they also often do not like the negative publicity that can come mm-hmm. along with some of these shareholder resolutions that are filed. So, you know, if it's it's a if it's a highly controversial issue, then you know companies don't like to see them on their proxy voting statements. Oh, well, I bet. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so one of the really oh, were you going to ask me a question? Yeah,
1: I do. I, I want to um, clarify something. Uh, a quick question: On the last podcast, you had Glenn on. Yeah, correct. And I, I remember you guys spoke a lot about water usage yeah. in in Santa Fe, and just just how it can be impactful uh, because of the tourism and, and so on and so forth. Uh, which was a great podcast, by the way. Anybody who has not heard that, please go back and listen to it. It was it was fascinating. But so let me ask you this: if if there's a company, let's say there's a food manufacturing company of some kind, I, I like some. There are certain frozen meals that I absolutely love. If there's a chicken fajita one that I'm just oh. I love. So let's say yeah, this food manufacturing company, in their process, they have to use water to boil certain ingredients. And am I able to ask them to disclose how they either reuse water, how they use the water, uh, if, if they have to then dispose of that water? Are they using it in a positive way or are they just jumping it down a drain? Is, is there some type of a disclosure that we could ask that kind of question?
2: Absolutely, and and you can ask them: Are they, you know, what are they doing with that water afterwards? Is it being Mm -hmm. used for green water, or you know, is it being recycled afterwards? You know, absolutely, those are definitely important questions. Uh, Are they are they using the minimal amount of water? You know, there's there's a Mm -hmm. lot of questions that can be asked uh, on you know on on their water usage process.
1: It sounds like we're talking about accountability.
2: Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And one of the things that we see happen quite frequently is that many of these resolutions get withdrawn because the companies say, how about if I come to the table or we come to the table and we negotiate with this process? And or they say, oh, well, we're willing to make this change. That would be great. Yeah. Simply because. Uh, you know an organization has asked a company to make a change mm-hmm. so so they're definitely willing to come many many are willing to come to the cha- to, to the table to make a change or negotiate around an issue and this didn't happen 30 years ago but it's happening more frequently now and so this is why this is one of my favorite parts of sustainable investing. And this is what gets me excited because this is how we see change happening with companies,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, either because we're pushing or because we're asking. We're just simply asking.
1: Yeah. So if, if I'm brand new to this and I have no clue what I'm doing, what I'm looking at, I mean, I know what, what companies I own stock in and I have kind of a general idea of what it would mean for that company to be green. But I, do i have to research that company to see how many reports they already have out there about that information or is there any resources that i could use to educate myself on on how to get this done
2: yeah there's there's a couple of really good resources and also hopefully you're using a financial advisor who knows what's going on that's which, true which is really key you know so so that's what we do right we're we're paying attention to that. But mm-hmm. there's also a couple of really big players who are nonprofits that are co-filing resolutions with a lot of the mutual funds who are very active and a lot of individual stock managers who are very active in this. And mm. the two nonprofits that are very big in this area, one is called As You Sow. As well, you that's sow. a great name. Yeah, it's great. AsYouSow.org. You can go on there and see all of the current resolutions that they are co-filing right now and then all of the ones they've done for the last several decades. And then the other one that is also very active is the Interfaith Center on Corporate Responsibility, Hmm. ICCR.org. And they also have a ton of information about current resolutions that are filed and, and then their their history as well. So both of these two nonprofits.org so they're nonprofits, they do co-filing with other organizations, again, sustainable mutual funds and uh, individual stock managers. And then, you know, you see a lot of individuals who also will co-file with them. So Yep. So both of these nonprofits have a lot of information about the current proxy season that we're in. So if you go there, you'll see 2019 proxy season. And what's fascinating is you'll see a lot of the top issues this season seem to be focused on political contributions and lobbying,
0: mm.
2: which I find really interesting. Uh, that's been kind of a big thing right now, uh, actually for probably the last six or eight years. Climate change, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Kind of a newer one, human rights and human, human trafficking. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more along those lines. Yeah. Diversity and inclusiveness, which is, has been around also for, for a while, which what we mean by that is issues on women and minorities, um, specifically women on boards and in the C-suite and minorities on boards and in the C-suite. And then health issues, specifically mm-hmm. focused on the opioid crisis, oh, yeah. which has really blown up in the last several years, mm-hmm. and drug costs, which has been a continuing issue. So so you'll just get a ton of information from these two particular websites. So that's where you find a lot of information.
1: That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. And and so what we see here is a lot of early successes in in these company commitments uh, to 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 these issues and and a lot of withdrawn resolutions, which I really like. And and that's not a bad thing at mm-hmm. all. Um, So there's, and, and what they've both said on their websites is that there's a bigger success in that area than in the last couple of years. So uh, I'm going to mention a few. And again, I have to say, we always have to say this, that, um, you know, because I'm a financial advisor, none of the companies that I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning as an investment advice. So, Got it. Got to say that. you know. Yep,
1: these are just examples.
2: These are just examples. So so these are some of the early withdrawal successes uh, that I, I find super interesting. And there's tons of them on there, so I'm only going to mention a few. But um, one of the withdrawal successes that we see this year is Wells Fargo has agreed to update its business standard report, which will include language on private prisons. And so what they mean is they're, they're, they're not going to be Wells Fargo themselves investing in private prisons, which is a huge issue um, because we see a lot of, um, you know, damage done with private prison investments.
1: Yeah. And I, I didn't know they invested in that. So that's, that's just eye opening knowing that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, both privately and, you know, in terms of like bonds and and things like that. So you know we're we're you know that's huge when you you see a major bank do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Emerson is committed to establishing a greenhouse gas emissions target, and you know this again is a first step. So you know as a a, a utility type company, you know we're they're they're establishing a target. So that doesn't mean. They don't have a date yet, but they're establishing a target for a greenhouse gas uh, emission. So, this is a, a step in the right direction. Sanderson Foods is going to stop um, an unnecessarily administering to, um, to humans medically important antibiotics to its chickens, which is a big, big step as well. So, you know, we have a lot of antibiotic use, unnecessary antibiotic use in. In the animal products that people mm-hmm. eat. And so they're going to literally stop giving antibiotics to the chickens, just giving it to them. So we're like, oh, great. Here's another really, really big success because for years there's been no movement on any resolution with Amazon, um, but Amazon has agreed company wide to manage greenhouse gas emissions. Mm. And, you know, this is a huge company and they've literally been ignoring resolutions for a while, Um, but they finally agreed to come to the table. So we're like, oh, this is great. Uh, Hanes Brands has agreed to identify um, potential human rights risks in its supply chain. So these are our clothing manufacturers that are made all overseas. And, you know, we know there's a lot of human rights violations in a lot of supply chain manufacturers Mm -hmm. so so this is also a big step yum brands which is a huge brand you know food brand has agreed to work on more sustainable packaging in its products so you know packaging is also a big issue it's all a lot of plastics and things like that and i don't know how many times you buy something and you think why is this got five sets of packaging on it
1: exactly
2: (laughs) right so so you know just anything that has more sustainable packaging in it is is going to be you know a a huge step in the right direction and then you know if you look at both these websites there's at least 100 more successes on you know between the two of them so Mm -hmm. so those are just a, a few pieces to To be excited about, and a couple of them, I'm super excited about. You know, the packaging piece, the antibiotics piece, and um, you know, the greenhouse gas emissions with with Amazon is a huge step in the right direction. There's a lot more work to be done, you know, with with Amazon specifically, but that's kind of exciting.
1: Well, it seems to me that as the the word gets out and more and more people are understanding damage done to the environment through. I mean, we we've heard about plastic for a very long time. Personally, I just watched a a video that was done in the Galapagos Islands mm-hmm. that really was more eye-opening than than I had even thought. Every day, how much plastic is washing up on the shore, and the plastic that's already there they they don't have the people or resources to pick up, and it dries out in the sun. It doesn't decom. It doesn't break down. What it does is it just breaks and and splinters, and then becomes. Microplastic, yeah. which again is even worse than a, a full, you know, plastic bottle floating around. The microplastic is more damaging, and I just didn't realize how much was out there and how much on a daily basis is washing up on these shores of all these different places. Um, it's it's heart wrenching and as more people understand that, I, I would assume more people are going to be able to jump on the bandwagon and understand that they have a voice through this process and yes. through these organizations.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, so it's 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 very important that you pay attention to how proxy votes happen because mm-hmm. you know either you are voting them yourself if you get them in the mail, if you own individual stocks, or your mutual fund is voting them on your behalf. And they have to disclose that to you. It's required by law.
0: Hmm.
2: So if you own a mutual fund, you need to pay attention to how they're voting them. So if you own a sustainable mutual fund, it's most likely they're voting them in a way that you believe because you own a sustainable mutual fund. If it's not considered a sustainable mutual fund, they're probably not voting them in the way that you tend to believe if you believe in sustainable issues. So you need to think about that and and look at how those those proxy votes are being voted. Because I think this is sometimes a disconnect between, you know, people how people feel and how they're investing. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's very, very important. You know, we think, oh, I'm gonna recycle this, but then they're not thinking about what their money is doing. And money is very, very powerful. And we forget that that is how powerful that can actually be.
1: Absolutely, so, I mean, it's it's easy to to drive down the road and say, okay, I'm not going to shop there. I'm not going to use the money that's in my wallet to to go to that business because I know of their business practices, or I know, um, you know, I, I just see them doing the wrong thing instead of choosing to do the right thing because it's in our face. But exactly, our investments are you know we sign up we we do this or that and then we're we're done if we don't have a an advisor like you or your team then then we may never know exactly. um, and just not think about it and our our investment is okay am i making money right, right. am i am i, I going to be able to retire am i going to be able to afford to you know refinance something or whatever um, it's just one of those things that until you take a closer look and say okay i actually have the ability to shape the future uh, by my my voice and my voice standing with others that are like minded, I mean we just don't know,
2: right? And standing together is a very powerful voice, absolutely. And 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 the more voices we have standing together, it's just louder and louder and louder. So it is very important. And you know what I find very interesting is you know there are some companies who who really do tend to fight back and they do challenge some of these resolutions with the sec and occasionally they'll win and a a resolution will get thrown out. But then we just come back the next year and we change it a little bit because we figure out, Oh, well the sec didn't like the wording here. So we'll come back and we'll change it and then we can get that through. So, you know, it's because most of the time these resolutions are business related. Mm. So if we figure out what the sec doesn't like, then we can change it and come back the next year. The other thing that's very important is if we have a resolution and it only gets 10% of the vote one year, it's enough that we can bring it back the next year. So maybe the next year we get 20%. Great. Mm -hmm. we Bring it back the next year. So if we get, if we continue to get higher and higher percentages of votes, we're getting more and more shareholder interest then we start getting more and more attention of the board members, and that's even more important. So um, because this is the early part of the voting season, and we're just starting to get a few, you know, uh, voting you know, just, Again, this is early part of the season. So only a few board votes have happened that it really gets into full swing over the next couple of months. So more and more votes will be happening. So you're going to really be getting inundated in the next uh, about six weeks. We only have a few votes that have happened. But we have some really exciting um, early voting successes. So I want to share some of those with you. Yeah, please. Um, you know there's a couple of votes that have happened that we didn't get um, some some good numbers on, but we have some really great numbers on some other things. So the first one I want to share with you, uh, a, a little bit of a backstory. So several years ago, there there was a a proxy, a shareholder advocacy proxy that was filed with Starbucks. And that, Resolution said to Starbucks, you know, you are really the biggest coffee company in the world and you have only 10% recycled content in your coffee cups, 10%. Mm. And we want you to increase that recycled content. And, and so Starbucks said, oh, you know you're right. And so if you'll withdraw this resolution, we're going to increase it right away. And then over the next several years, we'll increase it even more. And so the resolution was withdrawn and Starbucks started on this process of um, immediately increasing the recycled content in their cup. Well, what's happened is they haven't quite kept up Mm -hmm. with their original commitment. So the resolution came back. And the new resolution was to basically step up the pace and the scale of their sustainable packaging initiatives. And so this time it went to a vote and it got over 44% vote in this first, first vote, which I think is a really strong call to Starbucks to say, hey, you guys are not doing it here. Mm -hmm. You know, they do a lot of other really good things. You know, they, they hire a lot of veterans. They hire a lot of part-time people. They, they, they buy a lot of fair trade and organic coffee. They support a lot of small coffee farmers in, you know, South America and Africa. Um, I mean, there's a ton of things that they do right, but this was something that they just weren't keeping up with. So You know, it's interesting. So it was, it got a really, really high vote for a first time vote. So I think that's a big call to Starbucks and a big wake up to say, hello, (laughs) you know, you're not doing it. So,
1: And I'm I'm not saying that this was by any means on Starbucks uh, on their side of things, but do you find that when the resolutions are withdrawn, that it can be a stall tactic?
2: Well, this wasn't withdrawn. This was an actual vote, but, um, but sometimes- um, But the original one. Wasn't the, the original one?
1: But the original one was, was withdrawn, was with, you said. Yeah.
2: I, well, they did actually move forward, but they didn't move forward fast enough. So was it a stall tactic? Mm, maybe. It's hard to say.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't want to just focus on Starbucks, but I'm thinking yeah. in general. In general. When a company says, okay, if you withdraw this, we will make steps towards it is that a way to just kind of stall the process even if they start I mean like like you said Starbucks immediately upped the the amount of recycled material in their in their cups
0: right yeah
2: i think it depends on the company because for example Sanderson Foods has said they will stop administering the antibiotics so it's not mm-hmm. a move toward this you know other companies are saying um you know we'll provide you the information you know so so it depends on the company and what they're doing. So for some companies, it may very well be a, st- a stall tactic. You know, I think it depends on who the current leadership is, and you know, and and this and the type of company it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming that the the organizations that you had brought up, the ICCR.org dot org mm-hmm. and um, as you org, I would think that they would be keeping an eye on that kind of data and saying, okay. You know, we don't want them to, we're not going to agree to withdraw if it's just a, you know, they're, they're pandering to us or they're, they're trying to use it as a stall tactic to get us off their back because they don't want it to go to a vote. Um, I think that they would be pretty much on top of it and they would know the reputation of the the folks in charge to be able to say, okay, they're pretty honorable. They do seem sincere. I know that they will, they want to make changes. They're just trying to figure out the logistics of it or this guy's pretty shady or this lady's been pretty shady all these years. We're not going to trust that they're going to do this with all their, you know, their heart behind it. They're just saying this to, to to help us to be quiet or make us be quiet. So we're going to move forward. Um, I would think that they'd have a, a pretty powerful uh, team, you know, that, that yeah. would know a lot of that information.
2: Yeah. I think that's very true. And, you know, I, I don't know, the folks super well at as mm-hmm. you so in ICCR but i know some of the mutual fund companies and the folks there and they have some really in-depth dialogue and processes that nice. they follow with these resolutions and it is onerous and the the number of phone calls and the letters that go back and forth between these corporations is amazing. So they know, they, yeah. they really do know if a company is really kind of on the side of greenwashing or if they're serious mm-hmm. and, and sometimes they drop it.
1: Yeah. And, and that's what I think that anybody in my position, your position and an individual wants to know, look, if, if I'm going to vote a certain way, if I'm going to take the time to try to fight this battle. I've got to know that somebody bigger than me is really kind of in the game, knowing <laughs> that, you know, they know the inside, you know, the ins and outs of this company. They know if they're going to take it seriously or not. And I'll, I'll vote my conscience. I'll vote what I believe in. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I want to be confident that somebody else's is, is wielding the big guns, if you will, if that yeah. makes any sense.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've had, um, a couple of, Really interesting phone calls with one of the shareholder advocates at Green Century Funds, and discussed the process that he goes through, and um, you know how he works with corporations, and that you know what he does with each company, and the resolution process that he he goes through. And I am amazed at what he does on a daily basis mm. with the number of companies that he does. And it is, it's fascinating to me. You know, some companies really are amazingly stubborn. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And some companies really are uh, willing to, to step out on a limb and say, well, you know, this is, this is going to cost us money and our shareholders money, but it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And in, in the long run, we know we'll make money, but in the short run, our shareholders won't be very happy but we know we have to do it. Yeah, I, I would love to see. Is,
1: yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'd I'd love to see um more companies take a stand and say, you know, this is the right thing to do. Um I'd love to have that person on as a guest, but I don't know how much they could talk about because of, you know, ongoing negotiations or whatever conversations they, they may be protected. Do you have any idea?
2: They're there- at the end of a proxy season, there's a lot of things he can discuss. At the beginning of the proxy season, there's a lot of things he cannot discuss.
1: I bet. I bet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe we can have that conversation. That would be great. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. 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 I'd love. Right. I'd love to have him share more. Yeah.
1: All right, I we are running out of time. I know that we we pushed this podcast to its limit. There was a ton of great information. Uh, there's so much more we could discuss. Mushroom packaging, I'm sure you're familiar with that, or the maybe even lobster plastic. Uh, some of those things that have been have been developed and continue to be developed that I'd love companies to to adopt. Uh, but that, maybe that's for another podcast. Lobster plastic, that's a good podcast. <laughs> Do you have anything we want to close on today, Kim?
2: Well, let me share. Two other voting successes and then a couple new issues sure. real quick. And um, so, you know, because there's so many interesting early voting successes, but, you know, Walgreens, uh, a huge success, 60 percent positive vote on this. But um, they voted to have board oversight on the risks related to the opioid crisis. So we're talking mm-hmm. about Walgreens, you know, a drug uh, company. And then yep. uh, Atmos Energy. Uh, energy company voted to go beyond the regulatory requirements to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, and that was a thirty five percent vote. So that's that's a pretty big vote for an energy. Yeah, company. Nice, yeah. And then some new new issues that have come up: issues around corporate tax savings allocation disclosures. Cor- corporate taxes are huge right now, right? Um, issues around immigrant detainees, and then. Issues around the use of non-disclosure agreements and mandatory arbitration in sexual harassment cases. So those have become really big, uh, especially after the Me Too movement. Um, And then reports um, uh, on issues around efforts to address hate speech. So those are some of the new issues. And uh, you know, we could I could talk about this all day, but um, you know, we could be here for five hours but we won't <laughs> I just, this I'm super passionate about shareholder advocacy and uh, it's something that we as a, a company would like to get into and be able to file resolutions on behalf of our clients in the next you know year or so and so that's a direction that we're headed
1: fantastic all right if anybody has any questions uh, can you just give them a number that they give you a call or or do you want to point them to those websites what do you what do you think
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, they can certainly call us. We're happy to talk about this at any time. They can call us at 505-982-9661 and email us at info at horizonssfs.com.
1: Fantastic. And we'll look into making that five hour podcast for anybody that's traveling from Texas to California uh, and wants to listen to to a five hour one. Maybe we'll we'll put that on the uh, marker for 2020. How about that?
2: That sounds great.
1: All right. (laughs) All right. And thank you all for listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Now, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors.
2: Yes, a special thank you to all of our sponsors. The first one is Calvert Research and Management. Calvert is a global leader in responsible investing. Calvert sponsors one of the largest and most diversified families of responsible, invested mutual funds, encompassing active and passively managed equity, income, and alternative multi-asset strategies. With roots in responsible investing back to 1982, the firm seeks to generate favorable investment returns for clients by allocating capital consistent with environmental, social, and governance best practices, and through structured engagement with portfolio companies. Our second sponsor is PAX World Funds, PAX advised by Impact's Investment LLC, formerly PAX World Management LLC, a pioneer in the field of sustainable investing PAX offers a diversified lineup of mutual funds focused on the risks and opportunities arising from the transition to a more sustainable global economy. Each fund integrates environmental, social, and governance research into the investment process to better manage risk and deliver competitive long-term investment performance. Since 1971, PAX has made it possible for investors to pursue financial returns while having a positive social and environmental impact. And our third sponsor is Trillium Asset Management, where we believe that companies that adhere to strong, positive ESG policies can increase profitability and develop a competitive edge. We have found that integrating ESG factors into the investment process is the best way to deliver long-term risk-adjusted returns to clients.
1: Fantastic. And we, again, thank our sponsors for all their support. And thanks again to you for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com. or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Horizons Sustainable Financial Services or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services is a registered investment advisor, registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of horizon sustainable financial services the content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning